You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. This week's artist, Guns N' Roses. It's time to take a break from your restless life. Wake up from your coma. Enter my world. Head down to Paradise City and enjoy some night train with your hosts, <laughs> Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. Welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. We'll rank the Dirty Dozen or Top 12 Guns N' Roses songs. While discussing the band and pounding back a few brews. <laughs> I'm always impressed with how many song titles you can work into these intros. <laughs> I'm Rob. <laughs> and I'm Jake. There we go. I'd like to thank everybody who's been active on our Facebook page. Although I can't give a shout out to everyone, I'd like to take a quick second to give a shout out to a couple people. Mark Shepard, Heather Olivia Kim, Dave Devlin, Dave Hampton, and Gina Collins for being active on our webpage. Thanks so much. Uh, we just finished the hand grenade challenge, which was uh, Moonshine <laughs> Vodka. On one hand, Rumplemans and White Walker Scotch, which is which what I called Winter is Coming. That was my new thing. And with some IPA underneath it, it's a taste that go great together. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. I, I didn't know what to expect, and I still don't even know what happened. There's a lot of flavors happening. <laughs> it was. The one shot, Winter is Coming, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of cool. When you look at the shot, it kind of crystallizes mm-hmm. in there. Because you have a Rumplemans. And you have the White Walker Scotch, which is meant to be served cold. Yeah, right. Because it's White Walker, get it? It's from Game of Thrones, but it's designed for being cold scotch. And it crystallizes in the middle. It's really cool. The problem with the moonshine, it was apple pie moonshine with vodka. So it tasted like apples. And IPA (laughs) tastes like IPA. So that's what we just did. So check it out on uh, YouTube and Facebook. We'll have it on both. So let's get into this a little bit before we get into the beer we're drinking today, which is pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jake, tell me how Axel Slash and company impacted the life of Jacob Nokirk. (laughs) You know, it's one of the things I don't even know. (laughs) Contrary to uh, some of the other stories, I always say where my mom had a tape. (laughs) My mom had a tape and I took it. She didn't have any GNR tapes, which was the the odd thing. So I had to go and uh, borrow friends' tapes and uh, CDs. To actually get the, <laughs> to get the, my access to this, but I Jake, mean, but Jake, Jake is laughing because I took a sip of the beer, yeah, and I, and I had a weird reaction. Yeah. But you'll understand it a bit. Continue. We're not proud of this beer, yes, but um, it's one of those bands that's just on the radio. It, this is one of those like definitive rock and roll bands. So you'll hear it, and you're like, yeah, it's GNR. The first time I listened to Appetite, it kind of blew my mind. Yeah, I was at my dorm room in Arizona. Okay, and it came out and. It was so real, and it was so not poison, and it was so not yes, Motley Crue, know, and it was so yeah. so not that the glam, the hair, Cinderella, yeah. all that stuff. Who are awesome bands in their own way, but it's these guys were just real rock and roll guys, and they were legit. And Appetite for Destruction, mm-hmm. at the time that I heard it first, was among the best albums I'd ever heard in my life. Sure, there's not a song on Appetite for Destruction that that I won't listen through that I don't like. It's from an era where you would just hit play and listen, start to finish every song. You don't skip around. And we got that. I remember going and getting that. And I remember when Lies came out, I was like, holy crap, there's a new Guns N' Roses album. I was that day. It's mm. released that day. I'm getting it that day. Lies is actually quite good, if you don't mind yeah. some covers. There were some covers that I really like, like Mama Can and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that you know, was an Aerosmith song, but it's, it's still really amazing. Then... When Use Your Illusion came out, they came out one and two. They came out with these two albums at once. And I remember that I yeah. couldn't get both. I only had money for one. So, <laughs> so which one did you get? So I got Use Your Illusion one, one. after looking one, at yeah. it. And then like uh, probably three weeks later, I got two. By the time like Spaghetti Incident came out, 
all my new music came from San Francisco, which was like Metallica and stuff like that, or mm. Seattle. So. Interesting. so it was just so amazing to see what these guys can do and the sound. And it was so free and it was so rock and roll, what rock and roll was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Later, it would be pushed over by grunge. But they were really the grunge of their time, if you will. They were they were the ones that just stepped out and pushed the bar in a different direction from these hair bands. Although, yeah. if you look at like Welcome to the Jungle in a video, yeah, he had his hair teased. He had yeah, he was still did. on the Sunset Strip, and you can still mm-hmm. see that they had that glam influence. But Slash was never going to be glam. That's what I was going to say. They sure they came from that kind of the glam and were lumped in with maybe some of those bands, but they fused that like punk, the blues, metal, and then experimental art rock too. So it's just they, when you really like look at all the the catalog of what they did, it was just rock, rock do, and roll. Do you know that Slash actually tried out for Poison? Oh, that'd be horrible. I yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He tried out for Poison, and they had problem God, with his, the, They had a problem with his shoes. Oh, I bet. He was wearing moccasins. Oh, I bet. And he's like, uh, you know, because they were all out. And, and, he, and he said he walked out and he saw CeCe DeVille walking in with his hair And that's case the guy who And the boots. And he's like, he's like, dude, that dude has it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's because that's... Because he looks like a pretty girl. A pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. And it was all these like fun stories about like early Guns N' Roses. Like uh, like when Slash, he, he like went and he got this. He, he went into this studio where they, you know, rent space and they practice, right? Uh-huh. And he rented an amp. And he had this old vintage Marshall that he rented for them. And he loved it so much, he said that they stole it. And it's not around anymore. Somebody stole it. And he kept it. So he can play out and stuff. And then like a year later, they went and practiced the same thing. And his guitar tech brought that amp to the practice. (laughs) At the same studio. And they repossessed it at that point. Oh, they did? (laughs) He was so pissed at it. It was so funny. It was a long-term loan. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about the beer we're drinking today, and we stepped it up. I tell you what, we took it out. We're like premium, premium beers, and then there's super premium, and then there's what we're drinking today. Well, yeah, this is this is let's start an all natural beer (laughs) from you know from the strawberry fields with some lemonade. Okay, we're drinking Natty Light, (laughs) not just any Natty Light, Natterdays. It's with I think strawberry it's lemonade. I've never seen this in stores until today. Oh, not that I'm bragging because I took a sip of this while Jake was talking about his relationship, and my mouth went woo, <laughs> and well, Jake started is, laughing. And that, yeah. that was what was happening so. because it's kind of it's fruity. Come on, it's it's actually strawberry lemonade and beer mixed together. These flavors. I've never seen this. I, I'm a fan of Natty. I'll, if you look in my fridge. At our house, we always have Natty because yeah, yeah. it's just, it's one of those like, yeah, all day yeah. beer to drink on. But this looked interesting. I thought my wife would like it, actually, is yeah. kind of where I was like, oh, I'm going to bring this home. But I mean, our story is here. Originally, we wanted to have some Night Train here tonight because of the song. And uh, I don't think you can actually obtain Night Train these days. Um, so then I thought the next best thing is some bum I- wine called MD 2020, which we're familiar of. But, Mad Dog, yeah. 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 And I, I don't actually think Mad Dog is well, what it stands for, I, I, but but it's it's actually the guy's name, something MD. But but on the street you call it Mad Dog, but that's not what it stands oh, for. Oh, okay, yeah. that's interesting. I As if it, it doesn't matter though. I'm, I'm sure if we looked in the right places, we can still find. We it can, yeah, because yeah. I've seen it recently. I just didn't have time to get it. So this is what we're left at, where it's kind of like on the same class level, I would say, as some yeah. of these bum wines. And you can get that sort of taste from it, and it's like yeah, it tastes like a uh, that. 
but it's, but this is like you know it's a lower ABV, so it's, we won't get like trashy uh, bum drunk right now, which is no. Like, but after what we did before, we're kind of we, right we, we yeah we took a little leap with the with the hundred proof Rumplemans and the yeah. and the moonshine and all that other stuff mm-hmm. we drank before. Yeah, but you know what? Oh, go ahead. I don't hate this. No, it's it's not awful. It's on a it, summer day by pool, you would drink a lot of these. Come on. <laughs> I would probably make a choice to drink something else <laughs> at that point, but that's okay. I will get through these three beers that I have here, yeah. and and trust me, these three beers are like one beer of what I normally drink, yeah, so that's they're, okay. They're like four four percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't taste awful. It tastes it's different once you yeah. once you sit back and get ready for that taste. <laughs> once again, I've had a lot of taste in my mouth today, and that sounds really bad. But <laughs> the the rumple mints and the scotch, the uh, the apple. moonshine apple and the vodka and the IPA, all mixed together in one mouth. And <laughs> one mouth. And then I come back and we start this <laughs> podcast, and I'm drinking Natural Life with strawberry lemonade surprise. But at least you know what you're gonna get <laughs> with Natty Life all night. Yeah, yeah no, I from here on out. Yeah, yeah, we're good from now on. We're cruising. We're cruising. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs we share under 15 seconds of each tune unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we need, may need to highlight more than one into a second or third clip. We have made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to our lists in their entirety. We have created a current episode playlist which will automatically update with each podcast to the current podcast. This way you can subscribe and always be up to date. And this way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to Guns N' Roses in this case. Let's jump right in with the song that just missed the cut for Jake. I think right away I'm going to start uh, stirring the pot here and probably ruffling feathers. I'm going to say my missed song, which I imagine is on most people's, but it's Rocket Queen. Okay. Didn't make the cut, but it was close. And I actually wrestled this song with my number 12 today, back and forth with it. Actually... This band in particular was easy for me to pick 12 songs, probably easiest of all of them we've done. But when it came to numbering them, that became a little more difficult. Sure. I don't know if it was for you that way, but this trust me, it was like every like we went a little over two weeks on this one and I had my one and a half week list. I had my two week list. and I had my today list. Yeah. And there were minor adjustments and things popping out and moving out and popping out, moving out. I thought about putting Rocket Queen in mine, and it actually is not on mine either. Oh, okay, good. I thought really, for sure it would. No, no, no. It's, it's, it, there's a great drum intro. The riffs are strong yeah. on that. It's a great tune. The Rocket Queen is like a woman named Barbie Von Kreef, by the way. Mm. She hung out with a band in the early years, and it was she was the queen <laughs> of the underground scene. So that's who she was. But uh, not the, the woman you hear on the song. No, the interesting, the interesting <laughs> thing is that Stephen Adler's girlfriend on there. Axel actually took her back into the room and had sex with her. and Recorded it. Yeah. Recorded it, yeah. yeah. When you're listening to that, that's actual sex going on. Yeah. And that's actual Axel going on. <laughs> But the song is, is great. It's got that gritty uh, guitar tone, and it's a well-put-together song. No, no, it is. Totally. Uh, do we want to hear a little Rocky Queen? Maybe we should. Now, we're using Apple Music today <laughs> instead of Spotify, and uh, a bunch of my friends, uh, there's people who are, who are in recording industry, and they're uh, talking about there's some sort of lawsuit going on right now between Apple Music and Spotify. The copyright laws have been the same for about 120 years. And they didn't have this on-demand music sort of thing going on. 
and uh, they recently changed the law, and they gave them not a lot more, but a little more, a more fair value for the songwriters who are involved with all these music. And Apple said, sure, that seems fair. And Spotify says, no, we're not changing a thing, and we're going to sue you. So Spotify, you know, is in this lawsuit right now. So there's been a big push in the industry to move over to Apple Music and not Spotify. So I switched over to Apple Music, but I'm not as used to and the now it's failing us. not as used to the interface. <laughs> I am the audio engineer, the host, the <laughs> everything many, many as ads. we're doing this. And I just sit here and drink uh, beer. That's right. <laughs> so when Jake drinks beer, you know it's all good. So uh <laughs> so let's listen to some little Rocket Queen. That was Rocky Queen. Uh, Jake's Just Missed a Cut. Yep. Uh, so let me go to my Just Missed a Cut. This song was originally recorded by Bob Dylan. In 1987, they started playing mm-hmm. it in a live set. We're talking about Knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah. It was originally on a studio recording. They did it for the Days of Thunder soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. And uh, before we went on this, this two and a half week deep dive into <laughs> Guns N' Roses, uh, Slash used the 58 Gibson Explorer for the solo. Uh, when I played in a band in college in North Carolina, it was pretty much GDC for this song. There and, you go. And, and we do GDA minor. You know, we change it up because we were cool that <laughs> way. Knocking on Heaven's Door, you're drinking with some buddies. Somebody has an acoustic guitar. You're going to be drinking and everybody's yeah. singing along. And it's, it's great. And Guns N' Roses kind of made it their own as, as much yeah. as any. Better than the original. One I did, think. Yeah. And it's my honorable mention just because it's a cover song. And mm. I really don't want any cover songs in my top, top, 12, yeah. top 12. So No, I was going to say, between the covers, this is the one that, that came close for me. And I especially like the uh, the choir response part in that song. But, but yeah, it, it wouldn't have made my cut either. So that's Knocking on Heaven's Store, my honorable mention. Or just missed the cut, or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Jake, what's your number 12? It's off of Use Your Illusion 2, Estranged. Oh, okay. It's very uh, meatloaf, dare I say, but in a good way. I think that's a statement you could say with a lot of songs uh, from uh, the Use Your Illusion albums. They're sagas. Some of these songs are kind of conceptual and, and bigger, but... I yeah, have it's so a, this much one's to say one. on this stuff, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure going to be kind of quiet at the moment. Save it, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll save it for one of the bigger ones. But, but anyway, I mean. yeah, this one, it's like nine minutes and something. But it's a well-composed song. I love the piano in it, especially around, I think, the four-minute mark. There was a highlight part. But to me, there's nothing that says Guns N' Roses more than some awesome piano. Piano. Right. Some well, nice, you know me. It's a nice... Calm. According to you, I like piano, piano organ, harmonica. Is there harmonica? But I don't. I don't think there's <laughs> harmonica in our strange. I don't know how you could possibly put it. You know, it's one of the longest songs, but it's not the most longest. No, it is. But it's, it's one. Of, but it's one of those that a trilogy of mm-hmm. November Rain, Don't Cry, and a Strange. The was videos, the final yeah. one, yeah, of the, those videos. Yeah. So they can see all these silly things about you know, Slash coming out of a church or something. I don't know. Oh, that's uh, my favorite part. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere, it's like, wait, they're not in the same church. <laughs> the pirate is getting married. Anyway, that was, it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, suspend belief. Yes, I know. 
Suspend belief after all who enter here. Let's listen a little estranged. Lord, help me. Very good. That's your number 12. Yeah. I'm impressed no, that, that that wasn't your number one. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, I, well, once again, I'll control myself a little bit by not giving away my stuff too much. Oh, this will be interesting. Uh, yeah, because cause, cause this is going to be a little different. <laughs> a little bit different, I tell you. Uh, now, this one, my number 12, is Izzy when he helped write this next song. He like took a cymbal, some strings, and did something to try to emulate a sitar in the beginning of it. And it's one of my favorite songs off of Use Your Illusion 2. It's really kind of a risque to- sort of topic. It's pretty tied up. Uh, perils of rock and roll decadence. And mm. I love, 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 love the intro. And the sitar is played. Uh, he has actually a sitar he's playing on the, the actual studio track by Izzy. And then the bass comes in and... The spoken word that Guns N' Roses is, kind of puts in their stuff, and a lot of times it doesn't work, but this song, it really mm-hmm. does. And the pre-chorus is a great build. The solo is good. It flows well. And the final verse makes reference to an alleged incident where, you know, I find a million dollars or whatever. So evidently, the drug-addled Izzy was complaining that he was broke, and he found a $900,000 appetite for destruction royalties check that he had forgotten to what? cash in his pocket. You know what, what it's like? What it's like? I found a million dollars the other day. That that's what, that, that's what that was from. Because wow. it, Izzy was like broke. And he's like, dude, I have no money. It's like, Whoa. You know, and he found the $900,000 check. <laughs> which, which is funny enough. So funny enough. And then like Izzy. Izzy had a friend who worked as a dominatrix. And this is back when they were young and they didn't have money or anything. So they would hang out and watch TV in the living room and she would go back into the room. And he walked in the room and there was this dude on the table strapped uh, strapped to the bed, right? Not the table, the bed, with an onion in his mouth. <laughs> and they're like, what the freak is going on? She goes, well, this is what I do. And she goes, okay. So they sat they, 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 they sat and they, they hung out in the in the living room and she did her thing. And he paid her a lot of money, and then she took them out to, to took the band guys out for drinks later, and then they stayed over and they crashed by their place. So anyway, an the, onion, the, yeah, an onion in the I don't know. The song itself is just so tasty, and, and not in that way. It's <laughs> uh, it's like it, it's not insight into my private life, but it's <laughs> it, this song always kind of got me. So let's hear some pretty tied up. That's my number twelve. Pretty tied up, as I said, a little bit off the the margins. On yeah, some I wouldn't of have stuff. expected that one to be yeah. to make your list. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's just I love I love that hard driving rock. And yeah. as I said that, my next song is not that at all. This is like the one I had to say. Okay, there is some ballads that I have to include 
in a list. Yes, I agree. And number 11 <laughs> comes off of GNR Lies album, and you can guess what that is. If you if you don't what guess it, and immediately if you t- if you just give yourself a little patience, you can kind of figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's patience off of uh, uh, GNR Lies. Uh, it's a really a nice acoustic song, catchy, solo simple. I just remember sitting back, drinking, hanging out with buddies, and we'd sit and we'd sing this, and the girls would love it. And you can just play this and two guitars, have one guy doing the rhythm, have one guy doing the lead line, and have somebody trying to sing. And trust, we probably couldn't sing at all. But at that point, it didn't matter. The Lies album, um, the original title of the album was Lies, the Sex, the Drugs, the Violence, the Shocking Truth. Even though that was all on the album cover, mm-hmm. instead of GNR Lies, and then they're like, no, screw that. That's GNR yeah, Lies. Is a, yeah, it's way too long. <laughs> so let's just do that. But uh, Patience is one of those tunes that I, I just really enjoyed, and it's got to be there on the, the Guns N' Roses list. Yeah, I agree. And as I said, you know, I'm not really one for all of this uh, ballads and Guns N' Roses. <laughs> this is this hard rocking band that I want to see hard rocking. Um, Why can't they do both? Yeah, but they're not doing like 90% like, oh, let's put a strange, let's November, oh, forget it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll get that later. I can't um, wait to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be completely list. different from yours, which is good, <laughs> which I kind of figured because I would figure that your list is what my, what a woman would, what my <laughs> 16-year-old daughter would pick if she picked the, <laughs> the Guns N' Roses song she liked. Anyway, <laughs> although I'm picking patience here, so I can't really talk. So let's hear a little uh, patience. Uh, if we have some patience. Anyway, that's patience. My number 11. So, uh, Jake, you're up for number 11. 11. Number 11 on Jake's Countdown. Yeah, this one comes off of Use Your Illusion 1. Okay. And it's Dust and Bones. Oh, cool. Uh, It's a bluesy swagger. And I think the reason it stands out to me is because it reminds me of Slash's Snake Pit, which I'm a big fan of actually those albums, the 5 O'Clock Somewhere album. Yeah, yeah. Always in my rotation of albums to listen to. Um, but yeah, it just kind of showed that kind of gritty, bluesy, hard rock vibe that they they did so well. I am not shocked this was on your list. And mm. and this, depending on when you would have caught me, may have been on my list. Okay, that's number 11 for Jake. Dustin yes. Bones. Good tune. So, what's number 10? It's off an album that you just mentioned, Lies. Oh. But okay. it's not the same song. Good. This one is Used to Love Her. <laughs> you know, I, like when I heard this song, like I remember just this is one of the drinking songs that we did in college, and we never took it seriously. No, like, it's, like, it's humorous lyrics. It, it's funny. Like, you know how like bands sort of get, oh, that's not about what you think it's about. Mm. This was about my dog, and I buried it in his backyard. That's what Axel said in one of the interviews. Yeah, it's, this yeah. one is, right? It's about his, Axel's dog. Do you really buy that? I don't know. <laughs> At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it's like one of those songs. It's just like, whatever. It's not misogynistic. It's not anything. It's just a, a song. There's all kinds of murder ballads and things like that. Yeah, I I, I was just, I remember seeing this, and it was just so much fun. And, oh, we, yeah. We, it's just like such a drinking buddy song. I yeah, just, it's a good tune. 
yeah, it's it's totally there. So let me get get that up. Oh, oh. Totally, it's a pub song. No doubt. That, yeah. that, I, I was having so much fun just singing along with that. Right. I was like, I wanted to pick my acoustic up and just play it's that. Sing along chants. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. And although it's, you know, in today's day and age, people get kind of sensitive. We didn't start <laughs> singing one in a million, so I guess that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't touch that song. Yeah, I don't know what in song that is. Society. I don't know what song that is. I will be quiet now. <laughs> Uh, so that was your ten. Yeah. Uh, I used to love her, which is a, as I said, it was uh, that was one of my, that was a fun song. It yeah. didn't make my list, but uh, that's why I did it. Yeah, it was just yeah, that's a fun drinking <laughs> song and just just a buddy's tune. I'm gonna go with my number ten. Uh, my number ten is off of Use Your Illusion Two. Locomotive, wow. which is uh, the drums in the beginning, then stop the bass just fills it and then the guitar hits it and then it stops and then the guitar just takes off uh the only quirk is i have with the song at all is uh, some of the effects that they use on axel's voice during mm. it and that's the only thing that really the guitar works amazing the feel i love the movement of the song the pre-chorus just has this great feel and you know axel's gotten a little flack for the lyrics again uh because it's it's really just his internal thoughts about a relationship. It's not any negative women thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can take it as such, but you know, well, we got to stop being so sensitive mm-hmm. about some some of these things. It's just Agreed. when people are sharing their internal thoughts, especially when it's art about yeah, and and the song they're not actually doing it. They're not actually mm-hmm. painting the girl red. They're not actually doing all this stuff. So uh, let me go to uh, actually. I'm going to take an audible here. And I'm going to bring it back to the intro. And you're not going to hear any any vocals here, but you're going to love it. <laughs> so let's just start from the beginning. And do this. Let's just start from the beginning. <laughs> that nutshell is why I like this song. Yeah. That's just badass intro. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And, and it continues through the whole song. I mean, they, there's a little, the, the verse, yeah, it's not as perfect. Everything else is great. And the, the musicianship and everything in the song, yeah. I totally love. Such a good tune. So that's my number 10. And I guess I have to go number nine. So my number nine is off an album called Use Your Illusion 1. Now this one is, I got to be careful uh, on how I play it. Double Talk and Jive is my number nine. Oh, really? <laughs> I love this tune. As I said, I'm a, I'm a rock and roll Guns N' Roses fan. Right? I'm not a sissy. The, the ballads. Uh, yeah, I, I can't do that. And I apologize if that's what you're looking for. Jake is here for you. If you're a woman listening to this podcast, Jake is here for you. <laughs> you might appreciate my taste. Right. And for me, I'm a rock and roll fan. I am a... <laughs> So 
I got a. It's pretty. Yeah, I am hey, so. I am so. That's why November Rain is my pretty, number one. Anyway, I'll just. I don't want to. I don't want to. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but number nine, Double Talk and Jive, the, the, the driving drum, drum beat. The Mary Ref comes in. Uh, Axel's vocal and the pace of this song is awesome. And the spoken word, once again, is actually really good in this song. Lies. No more patience, man. You dig what I'm saying? I mean, I love it. And it's a great melodic solo. Uh, the two guitars and the main riff. I like this. There's the one guitar doing the main riff. And the other one's doing the solo. Like, Slash is doing the solo over it. And then the flamingo guitar mm-hmm. at the end, which is uh, written. This whole song is written by Izzy. And he actually plays some of that at the end. And, oh, this is the Slash doing it. No, it wasn't, actually. Oh. But uh, Izzy actually sings the, the vocals on this song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and you wouldn't know it because, like, every time they play it live, because Izzy left, like, once they yeah, hit the road exactly. uh, after that. But it's all Izzy singing this. And the cool thing, this is my this is my cool. Okay, stop. We're going to do a little deviation <laughs> from what we're going to do. There is the coolest um, video, which I'm going to put on our show notes, of Matt Sorum, who's the drummer for Guns N' Roses, on... Most of Usual Illusion albums. Excuse me, that was Natural Light speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt Sorum uh, didn't did an interview with Celebrity Ghost Stories. Oh no! <laughs> he did <laughs> yes, he did. But it's interesting because that's what Axel heard about this story before it actually before Matt Sorum stuff, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, I found a head and an arm in a garbage can. I don't oh, know yeah. where I've been. Mm-hmm. Studio 56, which was this one of these studios in, uh, I think it was Santa Monica, where they used to, you know, they recorded a lot. Yeah. And right outside of the studio, right behind it, they found a yeah, head and an did. arm yeah. in a garbage can. Uh, so, anyway, he believed that the studio was haunted. And let me, I, I probably should just, play some of it from the from the site but let me read some of this i'm gonna read this is from wenn rocker matt sorm had a scare when he first tested his producer skills at hollywood's haunted studio 56 the ghost of a decapitated man who had been killed outside let the velvet revolver star know his music is appreciated right here we go sorm and his engineer pal jim miller hired out the studio for a recording session with a band and a drummer that they liked, and they were prompted to flee by their encounter with the specter. He recalls, this is Matt, we recorded all the instruments and the vocals and the guitars and the whatnot, and at this point, this evening was getting pretty late, about 2 o'clock in the morning. We started recording lead vocals, and we were recording everything sounded fine. And then, when we played it back to tape, there was this little sort of rumbling sound, like almost like a Gregorian chant sort of sound, dark like growly we eventually gave up and the band took off sorum and mitchell were left alone in the control room listening to back to what had been recorded and the engineer he was pushed out of his chair by a mysterious force <laughs> the engineer went to the the restroom to kind of freshen up and he said dude i saw it there it was crazy mitchell had this white state of shock look on his face he said i just saw a ghost this guy walked straight behind me in a, in a bathroom into a stall, and I looked in the stall, and he wasn't there. So he was pretty freaked out. We walked down the hallway to the lounge, and we got right to the door, and as I stepped into the room, a voice said, don't come in here, you're not invited. And there was a presence out of there. 
This is according to Matt Sorum, the drummer for Guns N' Roses, so it has to be true. Mm. Uh, out of the left corner of my eye, I saw this mass of air, which I call a small cloud floating across the room. I put my hand out and touched it, and it backed off. It ran up my arm and down my body, and this feeling came to me like ice. We were pretty freaked out, so we made a pretty quick descent to the control room, and we packed up and thought, I definitely don't think we're coming back because this place is freaking haunted. Sorum later discovered that he wasn't the first person to have issues there, and there has been this, this recurring thing. But this is this is right outside the head and the arm in the garbage can was found. And and they think it's the ghost of whoever that was. Was, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was haunting it, and they actually had to close down the, uh, oh, the studio did? after time, yeah. So it's still oh, there, okay. and probably some dude's living in that place. Who knows? Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> anyway, this is Double Talk and Jive, and it's a ridiculously good song. Yeah, this is one you have to watch to keep our uh, explicit free. We're not explicit mm-hmm. at all. And we're trying to keep that version off. So we'll stop it there. And at Double Talk and Jive, that's my number nine. So Locomotive was number 10. Uh, number nine is Double Talk and Jive. So Jake, what what female song are you going to have for number nine? <laughs> <laughs> Come well, on now. Oh, that's okay. Uh, my number nine is November Rain. <laughs> Be I know. I'll stop you. Okay, go ahead. It's a uh, civil war. Oh, of course it is. It's a uh, user illusion two. <laughs> Come on, it's a number nine. It's, I got yeah, I got yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I'm unapologetic for my choices. Um, <gasps> but it's it's cool. Uh, more, What's so simple more about axle, war anyway? Axel whistling. It's more about um those songs like when you when you turn on the oh, radio sorry. and when you hear like the GNR songs like this is one of those ones that was just kind of uh, the iconic one that you would hear no um, I hear you yeah good piano in there and then, then when it kicks in fully yeah no I mean the, yeah you know he talks about the president you know Kennedy yeah, assassination the Vietnam yeah. War lyrics aside I mean whatever but let's just listen to a little bit of Civil War It's an important song. That's true. They had a they had a cool video for that, and it's one of uh, Axel's self indulgent songs that he took forever to do. Although I had Locomotive on there, but that's more of a slash indulgent self indulgent. That's you're talking about Chinese uh, democracy. Uh, <laughs> Civil War could have been on Chinese democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. And for me, it's like all of these like. He just got so full of himself, and he's doing all these, all these things, right? and it's not appetite. It's not the hard, straight-ahead rock and roll that I love. Well, that's what happened with Illusions. It was so much filler. No, but so uh, much double uh, talk and jive, locomotive. That's pretty, I mean, you could pretty take... tied up. Come on, it's it's all straight. That they had the rock stuff was there. If sure. you're looking for it, but that's when there's a lot of. But if you're not, but if you're not looking for rock and roll, <laughs> and you want to listen to some Mon Jovi esque. <laughs> Civil War, written by somebody who has a political statement who doesn't understand politics. Right, right, right. Go for it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I, I don't have any opinions about the ridiculous 
ah crap that, <laughs> crap that they put out uh, uh for some of the singles for uh user illusion i am not a big fan of okay yeah i would say i mean the, the, yeah like you said the whole double album thing that wouldn't you wouldn't even see nowadays anyway like well they were the, bigger the, than anything and, and trust yeah. me i bought both you right. know and i but nowadays, afford I mean, both that, but i bought one and I, as soon as that yeah. was done and then i bought the other one i listened the heck out of it and I listened to Civil War a couple times, and I liked it at a point, but it was never, for me, it was one of these songs was just like... Sure. You know, I, as I listened to it going through, I'm like, Ugh. Right, and for me, I think a lot of it, maybe a lot of these songs are more nostalgia than than anything, but I think there's a kind of balance there between the nostalgia and then the more like highlight kind of uh, ones that just resonate a little bit. But but, it, I, but as I went through, like, Appetite, when I went through Appetite, and then I went through... Uh, Use your illusion and lies mm-hmm. and all that stuff. When I was actually listening to it at the time, mm-hmm. I found myself drawn, as I always have been, to the guitar-driven, the 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 rock and roll aspect of it. And when they start mm-hmm. deviating into these long epic songs about nothing, and they start <laughs> trying to sound like Bon Jovi, and they start sounding like other bands uh, that are, you know, get the oh, I got to get the Elton John influence out. Or whatever. Well, let's not get there yet. Well, but we're gonna get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway. that's a good point, though, because yeah. maybe when I'm looking at it, I was probably introduced to GNR obviously more in the '90s, and that was '91. While right? you were obviously wearing a dress. Yeah, and I was. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, it's okay. I but I mean, again, maybe it's that thing of like the era of where I was coming sure. into music, and then my awareness of what was going on and uh so sure usually illusion albums were kind of hitting at that point i'm going to hear singles because i'm younger and then i kind of obviously knew of the the radio songs that were from uh, appetite but i i don't blame you i blame your mom yeah should have had that should have should have me sooner or had the tapes had the appetite cd around so you could steal it Yeah, yeah yeah but i think that the point being it's kind of what we've talked about with a lot of these bands it's like where you kind of drop in their uh their timeline of releases that's where you like first discover the band and then you might kind of dig back or dig forward for me for me this like guns and roses i grew up this was me like seeing the releases as they were happening right it wasn't something i was going back to so i I think that's where we're different Mm -hmm. and you know i was into metallica i was into this so i was like i was playing around in bands in arizona and playing even in in jersey or wherever that i was playing with that I kind of had the, my the stuff that I enjoyed, mm. and that harder edge to what I liked, mm. and I had a problem besides a couple of good drinking songs, which I did like uh, off of Lies and a couple other things. But so anyway, uh, so that was your number nine, Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. <clears throat> okay, so this one will probably, once your number uh, eight, so that I will I will not critique number eight. Oh, I'm sure it'll piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> it probably will be. Um. I feel like this might be higher on your list, but it's my number eight, uh, and I don't care. It's Welcome to the Jungle. Really? <laughs> really? Because it's significant. I'll give you that. It announces, because it didn't change anything. It announces who they are. I mean, I'll say this is the, the signature It was pretty riff. close to the impact Civil War had. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm with you. I get you. I get But you. again, this is where we talk about these lists. Is like This is my personal, like, what would be... What would be like? What would get me off this song more than another one? This one's a good one. It has to be in the list, but 
unfortunately there's some other ones that are more a little more significant or special to me that you're going yeah, to berate. Yeah, yeah, much more significant than <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle. The yeah, fr- but the introduction of the world. If you only Roses, know the songs I'm leaving off, you would actually be surprised that this even made. <laughs> I know. I get yeah. I get yeah. I, I gotta go. T- I gotta go talk to my wife and figure out what you're gonna put on. Yeah, list. see what her list is because because it's gonna be pretty they probably have the same. <sighs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's listen to this part. <laughs> Okay, that was Jake's number eight. Welcome to the Jungle, a little-known hit off of uh, may have heard it one of their earlier albums. I don't know. It was before, it was before Use Your Illusion, so <laughs> it really didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go back to that album that uh, Welcome to the Jungle's on for my number eight. It's My Michelle, mm-hmm. which is one of the songs I really like. Cooler, pregenting lead in the beginning, highlighted bass line, and then. They step on the pedal and then they're off. Well, 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 you just can't tell. Well, 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 my Michelle. It's just like, boom, vocal lines kick butt. Same same tie-in on the riff. You feel the wildness in the drums a little bit. You feel the solo should start after the bridge and you feel it kind of coming, but then it gives you like a fake start. And then it comes to the verse and then he slams on the solo. This is uh, pretty easy. This is like early on, this whole, whole song is like about uh, Michelle Young, who was one of these ladies who helped and fed guns and roses and sheltered them early on and she's like she asked uh, axel about why don't you ever write a song about me then he wrote this song and she did an interview with classic rock later on michelle young that is and at the time i didn't care because i was so messed up she said but what it says is all true my dad did distribute porno Mm -hmm. and my mom did die (laughs) so so uh this well, is all, I heard this all that true. he wrote a song first and didn't like. He scrapped it because it was it was like too pretty, too nice. And then he made more realistic one, which was this one. And then she kind of was on board with it because, like, yeah, it's actually her story. <laughs> so uh, let's do my Michelle. <laughs> Okay, my Michelle, number eight for me. And uh, so I guess I'm on number seven as well. And this one, if you're a Spotify fan, you will not be able to listen to. It's so easy off of Appetite. Love this song. Yeah, it's a fantastic tune. It's great out on Spotify. The bass intro is amazing. You know, I saw your sister in a Sunday dress and then boom, and it just starts taking off the movement of the song. You feel the movement. I love the breakdown when he's like, see me hit you, you fall down. And then... The solo just gets injured, you know, just completely unhinged after F off when he starts going into that. It's it's amazing. So let's go let's let's go to the see me hit you, you fall down part. So here is It's So Easy number seven. Great cowbell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you're not going to hear everything we just listened to. Uh, it's So Easy is a fantastic song. It does get, you know, if you're sensitive about some lyrics, there's some lyrics in there you'd be sensitive about, I guess. 
Uh, it's so easy is an amazing tune and uh, it just, should be higher on your list. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's okay. There's there's things that are there. So I think you're up on number seven. What do you got? Well, number seven. Um, I'm probably gonna catch some hell for this one too. It's at number seven, but it's Sweet oh. Child of Mine. Okay. Uh, that's actually I I give you credit for that. Okay, because I mean yeah. it's one of those songs you have to agree. It's a, it's played out, but it is such a good tune. It's a timeless rock song. It was their only number one. And it's got that signature, you know, the recognizable guitar lick that was just Slash's warm-up lick, whatever, that they wrote it around. But it's it, it had to be on the list, but I just had a hard time putting it up any higher than right there. Here's a little inside baseball. <laughs> it's my ringtone for my hmm. eldest daughter, sweet child of mine. It oh. kind of worked out good. My other daughter does not have a phone, so there we go. <laughs> so. It's so funny, just a complete sidebar, that that you know that little intro is what my daughter, my youngest daughter, hears. And when I played this in the car, she thought her other sister was calling. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she associates yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because That's she always funny. hears it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, let's continue. Okay, that's number seven for Jake, uh, Sweet Child of Mine. One of the cool things, this is what Axel said. He did a 2006 interview with Eddie Trunk, mm-hmm. and he talked about that. He goes, the video we wanted to do for the song was supposed to be of an Asian woman carrying a baby into oh, the United yeah. States. And at the end of the video, the baby was cut open. There was heroin inside because yeah. that's what the song was about, which, you know, it's like all these things that they kind of throw at the end, and who knows what's real and what's not. And obviously, the song began as a joke. So that was number seven, uh, Sweet Child of Mine. Number six, what do you got? My six, oh, it's uh, Illusion One. This song is uh, Don't Cry. It's, uh, I, I just, I love this moody song. I know I'm probably going to catch some help for it, but uh, no, 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 it's no, no, soft, no. builds up and kind of settles. And then Axel's yeah, classic long, uh, his vocal ending where he just, you know, holds that note forever. But it's also the first time that you hear Matt Sorum's overused drum fill that everyone's familiar with, where it's like, or it goes, which is actually Axel's um, fault, because I think he told him to do that for every song, basically. But yeah, it's a good song. It's important and needs to be in the list. That was it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is this? This is like Use Your Illusion 1 or one. something? Okay. Oh, that's two. That's why it's not there. There's two don't cries though. Yeah, I know, I know. There's the there's. I think there's. It's three, actually on actually. both, but uh, yeah. But the first one is. And the well, solo, I I only like the song when the solo came in a little bit. I remember bit. asking you. Well, I know I'm gonna ask. <laughs> I I the only thing I felt sorry watching the video was that Slash's girlfriend made him drive off the cliff in the video. But yeah. That surprisingly, he was playing guitar shortly thereafter. So I I guess he yeah, survived. he was okay. Yeah. He survived, <laughs> he survived that. <laughs> it, it's just. An overindulgent dude. This is like the crap that that is not Guns N' Roses. That <laughs> let's just play Runaway. Why would why don't we go at uh, for from Bon Jovi and th- this one is a uh, you know whatever Runaway. This is nothing it's close crap. to it. Crap. It's crap in a sandwich. That's what it is. <laughs> Shannon Hood was singing this and he was embarrassed. Yeah. So he didn't even want to be on the on the playlist for the song. No, Shannon okay. Hood. Was no, a good no, vocalist. No, for he was. Yeah, for uh, the few songs, the one song he did, "No Rain." Yeah. Oh my gosh! The 
it's that drum fill. It's a weird fact that uh, Journey was actually offered the song. They said it was too soft and, and corny for them. Serious? So, yeah, yeah. So they decided that Guns N' Roses would take it. I don't believe you. <laughs> it was it was just too Fake soft. News. It was too soft for Journey. Fake news. Like I, I said, I know. Sixth I know. grade school dance. I remember this song. Right. No, I got you. It's pop. Right. Love. That's what it is. And it's trying to be. You're gonna love uh, nine minutes. I know. I know what's coming. I know it's not <laughs> December, and I know it's not October, but it's coming. I can feel it. <laughs> all right so is it my turn uh, uh we're up to why not uh, yeah okay <laughs> number six this is uh off of the terminator 2 soundtrack off of use your illusion yeah. 2 you could be mine uh the drumming in the intro is just fantastic mm-hmm. and the guitar is like pushing it along once it starts going and axel just really has a great tone and the riff do you know this was written in the appetite days way back i mean a lot of these songs actually were but yeah it was like written in like 89 or whatever yeah, yeah. It's uh, you could tell when like the the more raw yeah it fits in with the material before Axel took over and started doing yeah, these made like the nine, Rose band. like thirty five which is why songs. I think Slash's Snake Pit was uh <laughs> where GNR was going. So let's get to you could be mine off of number two. <laughs> Hey, that's number six. You could be mine. Oh, well, at least it's my number six. <laughs> and uh, my number five is something that Jake just spoke of a couple seconds ago. Sweet Child of Mine. Don't cry. Yeah. No, not don't <laughs> cry. Sweet Child of Mine. You know, I kind of get bored with the lick after a while, obviously. Yeah. But Axel has such a great tone. It's iconic GNR. The ending of the song, Slash kind of lets loose. Where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Mm-hmm. He just starts blowing it up. And I love that walk down. They do a little walk down right before the end of the song. And maybe that's what I'll, I'll highlight here. Oh, yeah. They do that little walk down. Dun, 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 and, and it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> so that, that walk down. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. And that was five. So I think you're up to five. What do we got? My five you mentioned already. It's uh, My Michelle. Oh, good tune. One of their best yeah. and heaviest. Uh, really great intro. That contrasts with the dark, slow burst, and then it goes into that fast chorus. Um, and there's cowbell. <laughs> oh, there's cowbell in it. I didn't know. There's a lot realize. of cowbell in these. Uh, this, yeah, this no, no, I get it. Yeah, no, I'm listening to it now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of popping it in my head. Uh, might not actually listen to it, but I kind of mm. figure it out where you are. Let's get to the. How about the chorus, okay? Sure. That was yours. It was your five. <laughs> I'm um, Michelle. No, it's a good tune. It's, it's, we were about the same spot. Actually, on Speed Swallow the Mind, we're about the same spot, give or take. Mm, you yeah. know, within, within a couple, a couple. You know, once you start getting in the middle, there's the top three. There's there's a top four. There's the middle right. four, and then there's it the bottom four. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. So we're in the we're still in the middle four mm. with those. 
Uh, okay, now we're going to jump into the top four. So what's your number four? Mm. And I know it's probably not my number four, but you know. No, it's, it's one you already mentioned, actually. It's, okay, uh, then it's not. It's Patience. Oh, number four? Um, very uh, important. Oh, I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry. Once again, thinking it's of a, a male doing this and a female the, doing this. <laughs> oh, I, I, okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, okay. The iconic, okay. iconic whistle solo that everyone well, wants to whistle along to. Just a good acoustic composition. It's one of their um, probably no, the, no, no, one no. of their prettiest. It's a good tune. Yeah, and the outro just seals it. It's classic, essential GNR tune. Okay, that's yeah. pa- that's patience. You're number four. Good job. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number four is probably maybe not even on your list. It's off you use your illusion one. Uh, it's called Coma. And nope, I love this song. <laughs> Why? No, it's the heartbeat. It's mimicking. I I can totally. This is one of Axel's, and actually it's more slashes. Uh, concepts that really yeah. work and you can kind of feel it it's like it, it goes from the part where they're trying to save the guy or something's happening to the part where he's in the coma and like drifting away and all these different parts where something's happening and they're bringing him back into the real world and it's this flow of soft and hard and soft yeah, and hard good storytelling and there's no course no no course there's no and there's no chord structure is different the whole way through mm. and, and it's kind of and and Slash kind of brings it up keys as the song's going on. And it's fantastic. Like, the feeling of the song. And you're like, you can kind of... And I I know it's about, you know, Axel and he had his OD and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But I, I've always felt like this, you know, this is like a heart attack somebody's had or something like that. And they're in there and they have this like, boom. And they brought and they have to go into this coma or they have to go into this thing. And you really feel that. And then all of a sudden they start bringing them out and you feel this stuff and it's like peace to pain. And then like they're in this peaceful place and all of a sudden they're brought back to the real world and they're in this painful state and they're like, boom, boom, boom. What's going on? What's going on? Dun, 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 dun. Mm. And, and it just, and it goes back. Nothing going to bother me anymore. You know, that sort of stuff. And it's like, boom. And it starts slamming back to that again. And Axel actually had some of the doctors that helped him on his overdose. You know, actually recovered him. He had a pill overdose. Uh-huh. He was overstressed and he took too many yeah, pills. And he had OD. Yeah. And uh, the doctors who actually saved Axel's life are the doctors who are actually doing the, the voiceovers in the song. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. But this was a, the longest song on uh, on their album. But this song is one of the songs that I listen to and I listen to the whole thing through. And it's just a fantastic tune. And I guess let's just go to the doctors. Let's see, let's hear the doctor speaking in coma. But it's one of these tunes that just obviously it's ten minutes long, and I can play fifteen seconds. So I apologize for that. That's my number four, Coma. Uh, it's the actual true number four, but we'll <laughs> that. And obviously, we'll have the the computer go and spit something out later. Coma, just for me, it's 
I could have probably put it higher. It's that good. Really? And for me, it's Guns N' Roses at the pinnacle of artistry from Guns N' Roses for me. It, it was a prog song. It was, yeah. it was really... It's art rock. It, it's it was, kind of, yeah, it was yeah, a, it's progressive. A prog rock. And, mm-hmm. and, but it's just so amazing for me. That one just like blew me away. That's my number four is Coma. And my number three is off of Appetite for Destruction, Mr. Brownstone. Oh. For me, it's one of the best GNR songs. Uh, the scratchy sort of rhythmic guitar uh, into the beginning lick. The verse is bookended with like a killer riff. They mimic the vocals on guitar during the verse. The chorus is still amazing. You know, won't leave me alone, won't leave me alone, you know, all that stuff. Uh, solo's great. Drums kill on this. Uh, Slash's yeah. use of the wah in the verse really kind of works. And the ending is like epic. Yowza, you know. Yeah, not, I love that uh, part. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, it's all about heroin to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's is. Mr. Brownstone. And uh, Mr. Brownstone is not a euphemism for heroin. It's probably somebody who dealt it or something. But at the end of the song, they have these lyrics, shoved it in the bindle, and I shot it in the middle, and I drove it out of my mind. I should have known better than I wish I never met her, but I leave her all behind. A bindle is a dime bag of heroin. So uh, he shot it in the middle, and then he was getting rid of it. And when he tried to uh, quit heroin, kind of cold turkey. Mm. And that's kind of what it was about. Mm. At least that's what they... It's about being heroin addicts. Yeah. But it's also trying to get away from it. And Axel yes. kind of s- successfully did that. And, you know, he got in trouble for, uh, and as I can kind of relate to to some degree, of, of getting, you know, trading heroin and for pie for a little bit. Doing what? <laughs> trading heroin and for pie for a little bit. Because he had, he had this oh, big yeah, thing. He... You had this big meme thing. Uh, somebody had these awful memes when he was doing like the uh yeah when he was coming back coming back and acdc and stuff and he was a little heavier and he was you know he he was injured so he couldn't move around and he was sitting in a wheelchair (laughs) and and then he got up and then he finally got up and but he was still a big guy (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) and there's some really i mean he's no vince neal but (laughs) no 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 but there's some there's some evil tweets about you know evil memes about you know like you know, sweet pie of mine. You yeah, know what I mean? Welcome also to the jungle. Stuff. We got tons, tons of cake. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. But, but he actually tried to stop all of the music yeah, from happening. Yeah, he and, and he tried to sue. Yeah. And you know of the internet, if you, you have a problem internet. with something, that the best thing, just ask <laughs> Lars Ulner, Ulrich. The best thing you do is complain about it because nobody's going to say anything about it. It makes that. it worse, really. Yeah. And, and then they just exploded. <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of get it. This uh, Mr. Brownstone is uh, a fantastic tune. Uh, let's go to the ending. I kind of like the ending on this. So l- let's try to get that. Okay, that was my number three, Mr. Brownstone. So you're up for your number three. What do you got, Jake? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think you mentioned this one already. Number three for me is It's So Easy. Okay, good too. Solid, fish-shaking rock jam, tasty cowbell in the pre-chorus uh, and then slow chorus. But I think when I think of that album, that first one, when in we talk about like those like those rockers, this one stands out to me as one of the, the highlights of it. And um uh, we actually used to play in an old band. We opened up for. Um, was it an old band? My old band about ten years ago. So that's a long time ago. Oh, I thought you were playing with old guys. Yeah. 
Well, they are now. <laughs> but we, we uh, opened for Dizzy's band at the Cat Club back when that existed. For Izzy, you mean? Uh, no, Dizzy Reed. Oh, Dizzy, Dizzy Reed, okay. Yeah, the, okay, the uh, guy. Okay, no, 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 no. We're, talk, we're talking about Guns N' Roses, and when you say Dizzy, I think you, I thought you made a mistake. So <laughs> we open up for Dizzy's band. I'm like, everybody here knows who Dizzy is when we're talking about... Come on, Dizzy Reed. People, uh, Dizzy people Reed. No, 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 no. Him, no. Right. If you would have said Dizzy Reed, we'd be like, okay, oh, sorry. I know who that is. Sorry, yeah. But when Dizzy, when we're talking about GNR, it's yeah, like, yeah. Dizzy, it sounds like you don't know what you're talking but, about. Um, but yeah, so we opened for his band, which they're the star effers is what, I mean, I'm, I'm abbreviating it here, but... They would always open up with it's so F easy. stands for fun. Yeah, and they had um, Eric Dover from uh, you know he was the Slash's dude who would, sounds a little bit like Axel, but they would always open up with this song and it was always a good tune. And we on Thursdays we'd open up for them and then always just catch a show doing this this song. It's fun. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Here we It's so easy. It's a fantastic song. That's uh, a Duff McKagan song, and uh, yeah, it's all good. There's nothing bad about it. Mm -hmm. All right, so that was your number. Your number three. What's your number, number two? Three. Because it seems like we're not lining up at all here. We're. Uh, I think we're doing a lot of repeats now, but just not in the same. Uh, not lining up here. But this, my number two is "You Could Be Mine" because it's a lot higher for me. And this one actually number was two. rivaling number one for really? me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and last minute today, I kind of knocked it down a pick. But it's badass off the bat. That, like you said, the great drum groove. Um, that bass riff comes in with the chorus effect on it. And then the guitars come in and the song builds up and just takes off. Um, yeah, it's just a solid rocker. And number two for Jake. It's You Could Be Mine. <laughs> Yeah, it's number two for Jake. You could be mine. And my number two, well, I'm going to go off of Appetite, uh, Paradise City. Uh, mm. For me, it's like that, you know, the great acoustic intro, and then it kicks in with those vocal harmonies. Then Slash comes in with a little more crunch. Um, it really takes off once that whistle sounds. And it's one of the catchiest songs. Obviously, it's a little pop-based, I guess. But it's uh, it's one of those big stadium anthem sort of things, uh, <laughs> and it's one of those crossovers that gets women into the the rock a little bit to some degree. It's not quite as don't cry. It's not like that or November Rain or something <laughs> like that, crap like that. But uh, Paradise City is just they have that, and at the end where it's like I want to go, I want to go. Won't you please take me home? Slash just rips. He just kicks in, and all of a sudden it's like there's so much great guitar at the end of this mm -hmm. one. It just he just takes off. It, it's just so much fun. And uh, the one funny thing is, like, I was reading about you know, Slash's autobiography or whatever. He was saying that uh, he wanted the lyrics to be to this is take me down to Paradise City where the girls are fat and they have big. Oh, yeah. Uh, I read that too. Breasts. But not with another word for that. Uh, There's another line too that's even worse. I think than yeah, yeah. yeah. But the <laughs> band overruled him for that. But Good, uh, yeah, but it's, yeah. It's not a radio hit when you start. To <laughs> that yeah, I know. It's not the grass is green and the girls are pretty. And yeah. It doesn't. It, it kind of works a little bit more. Uh, I'm gonna play the the whistle part. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, that was my number two, Paradise City. And it didn't make my my cut, and I felt guilty for not putting that song in there, but I think it was, the more I listened to it, it was kind of, I felt like it was overrated, too long, and beats a dead horse. I got you. I know I'm with I you. I like the song, and that's where I was kind of like, it needs to be in there, but does it? And that's where I'm kind of like, I was on the fence for it. So I see why you put it in there for sure, though. But my number one now? The number one is up now. Yeah. Um, and you kind of joked about it earlier. I know what, I know what it is. It's not December, it's not October, but and it's not it's not not raining, it's raining. November rain. Oh my god. Is one of the greatest important power ballads. Oh my just stop. It's it's just so long stop. but in, but it's great all the way through. And I know there's like yeah, the nice orchestra backing is kind of cool. That it's an epic song. And then you talked about when Slash comes out of that church. But there's something about maybe it's when I saw that it was like the video, and that was what kind of like made this big epic kind of uh, performance of the song. But super important to me, and even then when I hear it, it's like it's just uh, yeah, it's special. So my number one, maybe not everyone else's, maybe a lot of girls, but my number one is November Rain. Uh, do you want to hear what I wrote about November Rain? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Nothing says GNR like a piano and keyboards. Wait, is there a flute in there? <laughs> Axel tried so hard to make an Elton John song with the pirate marriage video. I'm not sure he was going for being married in a pirate outfit, but it actually was happening. I, I can't stand this easy listening version of Guns N' Roses. Easy listening. I'm, I'm sure it's a good tune, and it does slightly get enjo- more enjoyable once the guitar solo takes off. Yeah, but it, it is, builds up. But it is very laid back. I get it. I I get its crossover value, but an Ario Speedwagon get a real treat because it sounds like that band is backing Axel. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, sorry. So that's what I think of the River Raid. I appreciate the 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 beautifulness and the epic crap fest that I'm sorry is crap. That won't put me over on the other crap fest yeah. that uh that. Axel started going with, and I'm surprised <laughs> that I didn't see all Chinese democracy on here for you. Uh, but <laughs> I can't wait till you post this, and then everyone tears into you. For, oh, that, that's for... okay. That's okay. Every everybody <laughs> who loves November Rain, I appreciate you. And 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 after you're done with your Yanni album, come and listen to Yanni. some Guns and Roses. Uh, and try and try and enjoy it. I understand. And I, I get that a lot of people love this stuff. Uh, but for me, just for me. Well, you're the only one. Uh, I must be the only one who likes rock and roll music anymore and doesn't like some <laughs> pop fluff. All right. <laughs> Any I'll pop- let you dig your hole right now. Go uh, ahead. That's okay. Keep going. That's okay. That's Jake's number one. That's where you're gonna be. <laughs> right. People know. You've heard it. You uh, all have heard this song. You've all. I don't heard need to prove and, anything. You know, it's like I was so excited for those videos when they came out, and I saw it. I was just like, oh. Let okay, me what's yours? Some... Getting the ring? No, that that would be awesome. <laughs> Actually, you know what? What's funny about getting the ring? This is not any. It's not on my list. But getting the ring, as much as you know, he's calling out all these people and doing all this stuff in there. But if you listen to the actual track. It's actually not that bad. 
Except but, when he's a sissy running his mouth, but yeah. No, no, no. At the end of it, when he starts going yeah. off, but yeah. the actual song is not actually not that bad. I was, sure. I was like going through it again. I was like, wow, this is actually a good song. I kind of like it, but. My number one is a song that you push like all the way down and that we haven't heard, which is just the song that broke Guns N' Roses. Strange, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, and it's not Don't Cry. Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. I get it. It's the epic guitar delay in the beginning, then into that driving hook. The yeah. MTV video, when it hit, just blew me away because MTV was so centric to music at the time where it hit. Um, you feel the song just once again. It has that pull, the pull through it, along into that epic chorus. The ominous feel in the song begins after the echoing guitar is like in your face. The breakdown is after the solo is just a masterpiece. Duff actually brings us back to the intro at the end when they're going, you know, we are you know in the jungle, baby. You know where they're gonna die. You know that breakdown. Mm-hmm. He's actually playing the lead thing that Slash played in the intro. Yeah. A couple of octaves down, yeah, 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 at the at the mm. beginning, and he's playing it later, and it's it kind of good. And there was like all the stories about how Axel came about it. There was a couple. He talked about being in Queens, New York, and he was in a schoolyard. And before joining the band, and somebody said to him, some guy, old guy, walked up to him and says, "You're in the jungle, baby. You're gonna die." <laughs> and he kind of took that forward. And there was a couple other instances of that, depending on what autobiography you read. Mm-hmm. There was five different stories about how to do that, and there's only four people who did the autobiography, so go figure. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle is just one of those. It changed music for me, and it changed music for the whole industry at that point. Uh, it kind of fit in a nice space between what was going on in the hair metal bands and Metallica, and it got closer towards Metallica, but it wasn't Metallica yet. You know, Metallica was its own thing, and they mm-hmm. were they were amazing and doing what they were doing. But that just, like, broke, and it was so raw and so real and not everything. This is w- just what Guns N' Roses kind of represented for everybody at, yeah. at the time. It announces who they are, basically. Yeah, and when they hit the video, they tried to put it on, like, 2 in the morning, and they put it on mm-hmm. once. And then they started getting calls for it, and then they became into their main rotation at MTV. Uh, once again, uh, that MTV, uh, the book that I read on uh, I Want My MTV, the unauthorized biography, is really worth picking up. I'll, I'll throw it again in, uh, in the notes, but they do mention uh, Welcome to the Jungle in it. Done with our dirty dozen, and a long one. It was good. Well, first, uh, Jake, why don't you run down your your top twelve? All right. Um, twelve to one. Sure. Number twelve is Estranged. Eleven, Dust and Bones. Ten is Used to Love Her. Nine is Civil War. Eight, Welcome to the Jungle. Seven, Sweet Child of Mine. Number six is Don't Cry. Five is My Michelle. Four, Patience. Three, It's So Easy. Number two, You Could Be Mine. And number one, November Rain. Okay, my number 12 is pretty tied up. Number nine is, uh, uh, number 11, I'm sorry, is Patience. Number 10 is Locomotive. Number nine is Double Talk and Jive. Number eight is My Michelle. Number seven is It's So Easy. And number six is You Could Be Mine. Number five is Sweet Child of Mine. Number four is Coma. 
Number three is Mr. Brownstone. Number two is Paradise City. And number one is Welcome to the Jungle. Now we're going to go into the computer. <laughs> and here's the official Dirty Dozen for this episode. Okay? Number 12, Double Talk and Jive. Number 11, Don't Cry. <laughs> number 10, Coma. Number nine, Mr. Brownstone. Number eight, Paradise City. Number seven, Patience. N- number six, November Rain. Number five, My Michelle. Number four, Sweet Child of Mine. Number three, It's So Easy. Number two, Welcome to the Jungle. And number one, You Could Be Mine. Oh, okay. The best Guns N' Roses song of all time. That, that was almost my number one. So there you go. Well, it was it is the number one for this episode because we both had it pretty high, I think, and we were really different this time. So that's it's kind of yeah, interesting. We so uh, we both came at it from a different point of view. So uh, that's the official Guns N' Roses uh, Dirty Dozen. So it's you could be mine. Welcome to the jungle. It's so easy. Sweet child of mine. My Michelle. November rain. Patience. Paradise City. Mister Brownstone. Coma. Don't cry. And double talking jive. So. Hmm. Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, just so you know, we're going to be uh, coming back in uh, two weeks from now, and we're going to be doing some Tom Petty. Yeah, sounds good. So everybody who loves Tom Petty, uh, please do that. Uh, we put this thing on our website that this is our thirteenth episode coming up. This was just our number twelve, so we want the thirteenth episode to be pretty special. So we're hoping that everybody here can come up with the worst shot <laughs> that we could possibly do i put it on our facebook page please 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 with sugar on top and whatever uh come up with something bad something that we need to do (laughs) something that would make you know make you happy seeing us suffer for a little bit uh, on uh for a drink that we need to take and a shot mostly would be better i mean we can do a drink too um format and uh, we'll do that uh, on the video for the Tom Petty episode, which is our number 13. I can't believe yeah. it. Wow. And uh, so thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. And we really appreciate all the time you've get, you know spent with us. And please be in contact on Facebook. If you are a podcast listener, please subscribe on any podcast you're listening to. It makes it so easy so that you'll just automatically have our episode pop up. You won't have to listen to it. You won't have to click on anything. It'll just be there. And... Uh, Check out the Spotify stuff and, you know, like us on Facebook. Like our YouTube channel. Just search for Dirty Dozen Podcast on YouTube. You'll see all the silly videos we do. So thank you so much. Yeah. And I will see you in two weeks. <laughs>